Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The world is a great big Jaffa cake. Some people don't like it, others do. Either way, it's okay. All you've got to say is not today. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, when I was 17, it was uh, it was not a very good year, actually. It was better than when I was 18. But there I am digressing already in the first clause. Uh, it was the year, though, that I discovered I could do an impression of my great aunt Ruby. Uh, I was uh, on holiday in France at the time, uh, me and my dad. Uh, we'd gone for a run and we were walking back uh, along the seashore and we were playing a fun game of uh, who would be the worst presenter of Through the Keyhole. And we went through, you know, various people. I can't remember who, uh, like famous people. And then I said, uh, well, the worst really would be Auntie Ruby. Uh, she's a nonagenarian, uh, my great aunt. And she was an amazing woman. She uh, went on holiday in her 90s uh, to Egypt. And she was annoyed because she couldn't go on the hot air balloon. But she did ride a camel. In her 90s, uh, she climbed up on a stool in her kitchen and fell off it and smashed her head against the oven door. And uh, she was fine, but the oven door was broken. She was an amazing woman, this tiny little trembling bird of a woman, uh, but very, very sweet. Uh, she was the one who said, Eat what you can, uh, if you heard that story uh, earlier. Anyway... Um, so I started doing this Auntie Ruby voice, which turned into Dora Dale, uh, who I've done on uh, uh, Pleased to Meet You on 4 Extra and various other things. Uh, so it was sort of the birth of, of, of a character. And I was obsessed and I, I couldn't stop. Like the whole of that summer when I was 17 in France, I was just doing Auntie Ruby, who did sound like that. I mean, so convincing that when I called my cousin and pretended to be her and could he give me a lift? Uh, he he bought it. Hook, line and sinker, he fell for it. I'm going to see So, like, trust me, it's a good impression. Um, um, and uh, 
I nearly drowned myself and my family because we, we, me and my mum and dad, had we'd swum. We were swimming in the sea. We swam out, and I started going, and we started to laugh and and discovered that the minute you laugh when you're swimming, all the air leaves your body and you just sink like a stone, and the ludicrousness of a family drowning like we were panicking genuinely panicking like frantically trying to get back to shore <laughs> and it was so preposterous that it just made us laugh more and <laughs> i remember my mum's face this combination of terror and hilarity uh of her just like trying frantically for all of us to get back to shore before we drowned i told my dad um I- and I remember afterwards, I sort of said, well, you know, why is it so funny? Why is this so funny? And mum said, uh, it's panic. It's hysteria. Because, um, you know, Ruby had... That was her voice. And uh, I, oh, if I find it, I'll stick it. I've got a little bit. I've got one, like, tiny recording of her with her saying... Anyway, you know, she would, she's very sweet and she'd sort of grasp your arm and say, Did you see the prickles? And you'd be like, I, I don't want to let you down. So you go, yes. And she go, oh, no, terrible. You mean, no, no, terrible. Ter- so mum said it was the panic of, you know, someone coming up to you and, and sort of wanting to engage with you, wanting that with you, that conversation and stuff, uh, and putting you in this position of how do you deal with something unintelligible. And so for mum, she'd, she'd feel this panic, hysteria welling up in her. And that's a a form of comedy, and it's it's a it it can be the the kind of comedy that produces the biggest laughs, uh, that proper shrieking chimp, you know, f- flinging stuff, uh, kind of hysterical laugh. Uh, but it's got quite a short tail as a kind of comedy because once you're over that initial shock, then there's not much of a dividend to be had from it. So you have to kind of push it further and further and further, I guess. <sighs> Little Britain relied quite heavily, I think, on that kind of comedy. Uh, I remember laughing till I thought my eyes were going to pop out of their sockets at the Bitty sketch the first time I saw it, which is a a grown man who's still breastfeeding because it's the sort of hysterical taboo of it and how would you deal with that? Um, And then I I didn't laugh at it so much each each time. It sort of just became kind of normalised, I guess. Uh, anyway, Little Britain has just been pulled from iPlayer and Netflix and BritBox. Guys, who signed up for BritBox? Get over it, guys. Uh, anyway, I think it's the right call pulling Little Britain while we figure some stuff out. I'm not saying burn the tapes, but I do think we should just take them out of the mix while we talk some stuff through. They were pulled because they used blackface. Uh and it's in response to Black Lives Matter. Uh, but there's some other stuff in there that I think is worth kind of raking through a little bit. Uh, in the meantime, this week, J.K. Rowling has been kicking off uh, kind of against the trans community. 
and uh, this is a this is a big one. And I confess, it took me a long time to get my head around a lot of this, um, even though the answer's pretty straightforward. I think, um, but, uh, you know, I didn't I didn't do very well processing it but the conversation about it i think has been so charged it's been hysterical um and i found it quite hard to think clearly about it i think uh i i read some stuff online i read some tweets by graham linehan among others and i don't think they were helpful um jk rowling said that much of her anxiety she's sort of she's not um She's not apologised or, or recanted, but she she's trying to she's tried to explain that much of her anxiety uh, about trans women occupying single sex spaces, by which I guess she means dressing rooms and toilets, um, it stems from abuse that she survived uh, in her past, and I believe her. You know, I, I I absolutely believe her, and I believe her because I don't think you get the kind of knee jerk anger that she's displaying towards the trans community without fear fear fuels that level of anger um i think there's a lot of fear around this i think jk rowling still has fear around the idea of a certain kind of individual invading a space which prior to now she's felt safe in so maybe the first question around the whole thing is how do we de-escalate the heightened emotion felt by some of the participants in the conversation. You know, how do we actually start to dissipate the fear and then start to look at the issue in a slightly less uh, emotionally charged way? Um, the vast majority of trans women want, I suspect, what the majority of w women want. And I'm sorry for making these distinctions about trans women and women. I'm just using terms for the sake of clarity in this conversation. Uh, I suspect they want a safe space. Maybe we should ask them uh, a safe space that they can inhabit and just peacefully live their lives. I, I don't think they want anything from women. I don't think they are Linehan-esque, eight foot tall, marauding, ex-convict monsters out for carnage. I think they're probably quite gentle people who've been through quite enough already. Thanks very much. Not wanting to stir up any trouble and just have a wee. Uh, are there exceptions? Oh, certainly. Uh, are there conventional women who do terrible things? Certainly. Um, it's almost like these groups of people were composed of individuals. Uh, yeah, but are they women? Are they women? I mean, are they? Is the, you know, they haven't experienced, no, but has a woman who lives in Fife had the same experience as a woman living in sub-Saharan Africa? Probably not. So could we say that you can have lots of different lives and experiences and still be a woman? What's frightening you about this? Is it, have you had a bad experience at the hands of a man and now in your head, that man, that specific man or men have put a dress on and they're coming for you. Because I don't think that's likely. And I'm aware that here I am, a very empowered, fearless cis male telling the ladies what to think. And I, I can't do very much about that. Um, I will say that much of what I'm saying 
while I haven't had this signed off by uh, Kim, my partner, uh, it's based on long conversations I've had with her, and she's really much better at this stuff than I am. Maybe she should start a podcast. Uh, anyway, I just think much of the fear comes from the grotesquery uh, of the imagery surrounding it. D- to be clear, like it's the reductive stereotypes of it. Um, and those are all we really see uh, in the media. It's similar to the blackface. You know, it's harnessed by the likes of David Walliams, mainly in Little Britain. The crudely rouged I'm a lady character. How funny. Teehee. Why do we laugh? Why do we laugh? Because it's the same as Auntie Ruby. It's the fear. It's the fear of what does this person want from me? What am I supposed to do with this person? Watch your backs, lads. And Little Britain should have been pulled for that reason every bit as much as the blackface, because it's not helping. I don't think the trans movement is an attempted land grab of womanhood. I think it's just some people trying to shelter from maleness, maybe like you, for whatever reasons. Gently asking, could we maybe open up a new folder for them in the womanhood directory? You can stay in yours. No one's going to encroach on that. We've, you know, it's a new hard drive. They're not Norman Bates. They're not David Walliams. They're not Les Bloody Dawson. They are probably an accountant. So if you're resistant to the trans movement and trans rights, Ask yourself if, and you know, it's a, it's a big if, I totally accept that. If we could take out the fear, if you could take out your own experiences of men, the fear of men, not trans women, if you could take that from the picture, how would you feel about it then? If you could just remove that immediate fear. Would you live in a house like this? Uh, I'm aware this is me wading in on another topic I'm not qualified to and have little right to comment on. (laughs) You're welcome. Damn my white cis malehood. Such a useless thing to have right now. Um, I welcome your thoughts on this uh, because, like I say, I'm not qualified and... I could probably have done this better. As always, the email address is not today at swanburst.com. Well, let's move on. Uh, I have had some emails and oh, here's one. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hello there. This is Brinsley, dear love, with That's Lovely. Just lovely. And many thanks to Pat, who has kindly sent me an email uh, saying, Hello, Brinsley. Here are some lovely pictures to cheer everyone's day. Well, let's have a little look now. And gosh, isn't that striking? That's lovely. Uh, that's uh, a hummingbird. Emerald green, iridescent hues, exquisite plumage, uh, sipping at the nectar from a big pink flower. That is lovely, isn't it? And next, gosh, an almost fantastical portrait of a unicorn standing nobly atop a hill, a somewhat thunderous sky behind it. But really, that is lovely, a wild picture. Gosh. And, oh, that's lovely. That's so lovely. A little baby with a little toy lying on a rug. <laughs> Gosh, those big blue eyes. That is lovely. Adorable little cherub there. And that's not... That's... No, no. No, no. That's... <laughs> that's not lovely that's 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 dog shaming that's what that is that is dog shaming well uh that's the end of that's lovely for today if you would like to send me some lovely pictures you can send them to me brinsley dear love at that's lovely it's not today at swanburst.com and that is off just burn the house down after that. Absolutely disgusting. Uh, HBO Max has pulled Gone with the Wind. And quite right, too. Uh, not, not just for its offensiveness thematically. It's just a rancid film. Uh, I've watched it so you, you don't have to. Are you ready? Okay, then. Here's Gone with the Wind. <clears throat> it's a grand old soap opera running at a kidney failing four hours nearly. So let me spare you half a working day of your life. Uh, this is... Gone with the Wind, done in about four minutes. Think of it as Downton Abbey with black people and more racism. As Gone with the Wind opens, shamelessly referring to the Old South as a pretty world in which gallantry took its last bow, explicitly referencing master and slave in the same breath and lamenting a civilization gone with the wind. And indeed, prior to Fifty Shades of Grey, never had there been a more hotly anticipated adaptation of a novel with bondage
Beach as its main theme. The story opens in the 1860s, the last days of the Deep South in Atlanta, where white folks live in fancy houses and black folks ain't treated as nothing but simple chillun. I know, hard to imagine, isn't it, until you remember that Atlanta is still the most segregated city in the South of America and that it still had some formal segregation in the year I was born. 1973. Our lead, let's not use terms like hero, is Scarlett O'Hara, who's living in Tara, with Brian Lara, only joking. Uh, Scarlett is a headstrong young woman who's in love with Ashley, who, to be fair, would turn the head of any teenage girl. Uh, he sort of looks like a heavily smoking 40-year-old. Uh, but Ashley is in love with her cousin, because that's the sort of thing that happened down there, isn't it? So for 13 Reels, we follow a series of doomed romances between Scarlett and various people, set against the backdrop of the burning of Atlanta. Scarlett does get a couple of smooches, sort of cinema version of having it off with Ashley oh he's fit though uh, who's in love with her but now married to her cousin uh, she also breaks the hearts of some other guy who ends up doing well after the civil war who she marries and Rhett Butler played by Clark Gable who is fit he is a sort he had wooden teeth uh, but it remains somewhat inexplicable why all these men should be drawn to the childish headstrong selfish Scarlet she's not without redemption she saved Melanie Ashley's wife and her cousin from the invading Yankee horde uh, incidentally Melanie was played by Olivia de Havilland, who is still going strong at 103. Way to go. Uh, but really, Scarlet is impetuous. At one point, beating a black woman. To be fair, she doesn't discriminate. She beats white women too. Maybe that's why we love her. Oh, killing Eve. It's fine to beat up a woman if it's a woman doing it. Oh. Uh, the first act ends with Scarlet having returned to a burnt-out Tara, vowing to rebuild it. She says, I'll never be hungry again, as God is my witness. And neither will we, kids. It's intermission time, and drinks and snacks are available in the foyer. The first half is exciting enough, and that's where the budget got blown, uh, with the burning of Atlanta and the post-battle scenes being properly epic, uh, not to mention the service in the church with a vicar uh, who shouts at people a lot. It's all a bit Jeremy Carl, to be honest with you. Scarlet marries the wealthy store owner who dies, and then Rhett marries Scarlet, declaring them both to be as bad as each other. And he may have a point, laughing merrily at black-on-black -black violence, segregation, and death in childbirth. Speaking of childbirth, they have a daughter, Bonnie, over whom they fight when their marriage goes south <laughs> and she miscarries a second daughter when they fight and she falls down the stairs like i said jeremy carl or if you're listening to this in the states jerry springer ask your dad uh, the last hour of the film is quite compelling as you wait to see how it will all play out and really to find out finally what scarlet's setup line is for Rhett's infamous exit line frankly my dear i don't give a damn if you want to know what it is i'll tell you it's one of these three your flies are undone where shall i go what shall i do or your blow-off smells like a camembert madras. The film premiered in Atlanta, but the black actors were not allowed to attend. Some black-on-white and white-on-black violence followed screenings around the country, but the film did at least, for the first time, win one black actor an Oscar. Which, I mean, imagine only one black person winning an Oscar. Amazingly, Martin Luther King was at the premiere, uh, singing in what was then called a Negro Boys Choir. How's everyone's bow? Uh, the film was, at the time, probably considered a kind of cultural necessity for America. They needed a big story about themselves, a story about forging a new world and a new life after much violence and bloodshed and gone with the wind kind of did that but in all honesty it's a lot of distasteful self-glorifying racist honk 
Well, I think I've done enough public service narrow casting for today. Uh, I will be back tomorrow. Let's let's ha- we'll have some fun. Let's have some fun. Uh, we'll do that, shall we? Tomorrow, uh, as ever, you can get in touch with all your stuff. It's uh, not today at swanburst.com or it's at not today pod on Twitter or it's facebook.com slash not today pod. Tomorrow night, uh, the Patreons and me, well, we're going to have a little watch along together. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, some of the worst TV I've ever seen. Uh, it's kind of so good. It's, it's bad. Wait, what? It's time for bed. Night, night. Bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.